Welcome to the Gym to Make podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Taylor, and I've been a personal trainer for almost five years. In that time, I've worked with all kinds of people, goals, and obstacles, and my goal with this podcast is to help share some of the knowledge I've gained so you can reach your goals and live the happy and healthy life you deserve. If you want exclusive tips on how to lose weight, how to build muscle, how to move better, and more, make sure to join my email list and set up your free assessment where we'll figure out what you need to do to reach your goals. Both links are in my description, and now, let's get into today's episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Gym Smith Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Taylor. Apologies if I sound kind of iffy. I am fighting a cold, and if you can hear my dog, it's because I record these in my closet, and she has separation anxiety, so she is also in here with me, too. Uh, But anyway, today's episode, we're going to be continuing the How to Lose Weight series. Uh, We are finishing up the hierarchy of needs. We're going to be talking about HIIT training, group fitness classes, and supplements. So let's get into today's episode. All right, so starting off with HIIT training. So what is HIIT? HIIT is short for High Intensity Interval Training. So with this style of training, you're bringing your heart rate close to your heart rate max, via high intensity movements followed by long durations of rest. A couple of examples of high intensity movements are gonna be things like sprints, the rower depending on your intensity, uh, plyometric movements, so like jumping, uh, battle ropes, ball slams. The important thing is that these movements are performed with max intensity and the rest needs to be long enough to allow for each subsequent rest to be taken to max intensity. So, HIIT training is not slow-paced movements done back-to-back. Slow-paced movements done back-to-back is just your ordinary circuit training. So things like renegade rows or squats and push-ups, sit-ups, none of these movements are demanding enough to count as high-intensity movements because even when they're done with max intensity, they're not bringing your heart rate close enough to your heart rate max to be considered high-intensity. So HIIT trainings are also not a very long workout. You can't sustain max intensity in cardio for very long. Just like you can't sustain, like you can't, uh, let's say you're doing your one rep max on bench. You're not going to be able to get your one rep max for multiple sets. It's very much the same thing when it comes to high intensity interval training. I can't really see a true hit workout being more than maybe 30 minutes. And I think it's important to keep in mind that Of that 30 minutes, a lot of that's going to still be rest time. So when you compare low-intensity steady-state cardio with HIT, what are some of the differences? So compared to LIS, uh, high-intensity interval training burns more calories, but in the same amount of time. It's also rated more difficult than low-intensity steady-state training. So if it's burning more calories per minute than steady-state cardio, why isn't HIT training lower on the hierarchy of needs. Well, first of all, working out with max intensity is difficult. These type of workouts can be pretty grueling. For the most part, I don't know very many people that are going to be working a nine to five job and then be amped to do repeated hill sprints afterwards. For a lot of people, training like this isn't something sustainable long term. Yes, you feel like you're doing a lot and yes, you are doing a lot, but it's very easy to burn out. Typically, typically when I hear people say they fell off track from these type of workouts, they have a hard time getting back on track. 
Now, I have a theory as to why this is, and it's probably because this type of training is very difficult and not often very enjoyable. So it's not very desirable for you to get back on track compared to, say, something like going for walks. I know when I miss going for walks a couple days in a row, I have that urge to go back and do it, and it's very easy to pick back up. Now, if I'm doing a high-intensity class, it's not really the same thing. So another reason why I don't have HIIT training lower on the hierarchy of needs. Let's say that every day that you do a HIIT workout, you burn an additional 1,000 calories compared to if you were to do steady-state cardio or resistance training. I'm just pulling this number out of my ass. It's, I have no idea how many additional calories you're going to be burning compared to those uh, types of training. But let's just say, for example, you are burning an additional 1,000 calories. It's not like you're going to be in an, an additional 1,000 calorie deficit. You're going to feel more hungry and you're probably going to eat more calories, uh, bringing you close to around the same size deficit that you'd be in if you were doing a different type of training. So... Essentially, what's happening is you're going to be exerting far more effort without a whole lot more payoff. With that being said, this can actually be really beneficial for someone who needs to be eating more calories or and still be in a deficit. So, for example, like let's say a five foot four year old woman who has like a TDEE of a thousand two hundred calories. I wouldn't tell her to be in a 500 calorie deficit. She would have to be eating like 700 calories a day. What I would have her do is maybe high intensity interval training to bring up her total daily energy expenditure so that she could still be in a 500 calorie deficit, but not eating so few calories to do so. So the higher, another, uh, another reason that I don't have it lower on the hierarchy of needs is that the higher the intensity of a workout, the longer time you'll need to recover. So let's say that you can get in three HIIT workouts in a week uh, and have adequate recovery. Uh, but you can do five days of steady state cardio or uh, resistance training. The chances are that you're not going to be burning more calories in those three HIIT sessions than you would in five of the other kinds of uh, resist uh, the other kinds of training. Um, another good reason why I don't have it lower is potential injury risk for beginners. So you can get injured doing any type of workout if you don't know what you're doing. And for that matter, you can actually still get injured if you know what you're doing. But the odds of you getting injured doing movements that you're unfamiliar with as a beginner, um, as like using maximal effort movements compared to sub-maximal effort movements is a lot greater for those ma maximal effort movements. So those are reasons why I don't have it any lower. So, so far, it sounds like I'm bashing on HIT training. It sounds like I'm saying that it's not really for anybody, but HIT does have its place for certain people. So here are some of the demographics that I think would benefit from HIT training. People who have experience in the gym. So people who have good form, they have good mechanics. Uh, this is going to help you with reducing that chance of injury. I think it's also really good for people whose goals require them to improve their anaerobic output or capacity, right? So aside from just burning a lot of calories, HIIT training has other benefits as well. So some examples of people who need to improve their, their uh, anaerobic um, um, uh, capacity or their output are going to be people like sprinters or track and field athletes. 
I think it's so important to remember that not every exercise is done with the intent to lose weight. Uh, when I speak on certain things on my podcast or my Instagram or my TikTok, which you can all follow at Mad Titan Fit, it's important to understand that I'm speaking to a very specific audience. The audience that I'm talking to are people like you, people who are trying to lose weight. The information I provide here might not be the same information that I provide to people with other goals. The hierarchy of needs for weight loss compared to uh, athletes and then like athletes of specific sports are all going to differ from each other. Um, so now that I'm done with that little rant, who else is HIT good for? If you just enjoy HIT training, if you find it fun, if it makes you feel good after, if you if the enjoyment helps with your adherence, I am all for you doing HIT. All right. Just because it's not the most optimal doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Just because it's not lower on the hierarchy of needs. Maybe this is what gets you into the gym. And if that's what if that's the case, remember adherence is the underlying uh, principle for the hierarchy of needs. Then I am all for you doing HIT. All right. So next, let's talk about group fitness classes. There are so many different types of fitness classes. You got cardio kickbox, you got butts and guts, Pilates, F45, CrossFit classes. There's unique benefits for each of this cla these classes. So things like flexibility in yoga to cardio and Zumba. One of the biggest benefits that I see across all group fitness classes is having a sense of community and having uh, accountability. This plays such a big role in people's success, and I don't think people really realize this. When someone is counting on you to be there, you're way more likely to show up than if you're just showing up for yourself. Plus, another benefit is that it's fun. And like we just talked about, enjoyment helps with adherence. But some of the drawbacks, classes are designed for people as a group and not on an individual need basis. So yes, while you'll get some benefit, you may not get the benefits that you specifically need. I think another drawback is feeling like you're doing something versus actually doing something. A lot of times with group fitness classes, the point of the class is for the class to be hard, uh, to make you feel like you're doing something. Of course, this isn't always the case, but in my experience working at gyms, that's what I see a lot of the time. It's something that's supposed to just get you sweating. Does this mean don't do them? Of course not. No, just like with HIIT training, if you enjoy it, and if you feel like it gets you working out and go out and do it, you know, um, I always tell my clients that the way that they should uh, they should see group fitness classes is that it is not the meat and potatoes of the program, but as a supplement supplement to everything else that you're going to be doing. So speaking of supplements, yes, I put supplements at the top of the hierarchy of needs, but we're not going to talk about them for very long. One reason is I'm not super well-versed in supplements. I am not the physiology-based trainer that knows how everything works on an intracellular level. Um, for me to pretend that I am would be a disservice to you. So I'm not going to be going around like listing off what supplements work, what you should be doing, what your uh, supplement stack should look like. This is just my general opinion on supplements as a whole. Um, so this anecdote might sound like, I guess, <laughs> off topic, but I was once in the park and I came across a crack in the sidewalk. Someone placed a Band-Aid on that crack. For most people, this is about as effective as supplements are. 
ideally you're addressing the bigger issues, habits, routine, nutritional and uh, resistance training demands. And then the supplements are just the icing on the cake. But I think that some people want to use the supplements as the mainstay of their like weight loss journey. So I use protein powder, which is a supplement, but I don't plan my meals around protein shakes. I use protein powder to kind of fill the gap that like my other protein sources aren't meeting. So yeah, that's kind of my brief summary or a brief opinion on supplements is they can give like an additional edge if you're already doing all the other things that you need to be doing and they can help make up for shortcomings if need be. That's, that is about as much as I got on that. But I definitely don't think that you should be focusing on supplements if you're not doing all the other things that you need to be doing already. All right, so that is it for today's episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot if you shared it with a friend. Remember, when we get to 1,000 followers on Instagram, I'll be doing a three-month online personal training giveaway. All you have to do is follow on Instagram and sign up for my newsletter, and you'll be entered into the drawing. Uh, next week, we actually have our first guest. We've got Jordan Syatt. Uh, I think that's going to be a fantastic episode. And you're not going to want to miss that. Thank you again so much, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a five-star review and share it with someone you think it might help. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter so you never miss out on an episode. I'll see you next week.